Played with Priest and Ricky and those guys. They, they were cold. I remember going to watch them play, and I remember sitting outside of the stadium, waiting for my uncle to come out. And I'm looking, I'm like, I'll be back here one day. Like, I was Texas all the way. But for the people that find themselves being mad at me about going to Oklahoma, this is what I'll say. If you're going to be mad at anybody, be mad at Coach Mac Brown. <laughs> and this is why I say that. I sat in Coach Brown's office, and I asked him the same thing I asked everyone else. Coach Stoops, will I have the opportunity to, to come in and compete? Yeah, sure. Pete Carroll, will I have the opportunity to come in and compete for the starting job if I come? Yeah. Nick Saban, can I have the opportunity? Mac Brown, if I come here, will I have the opportunity to come in and, and you know, compete for the starting job? He was like, well, Adrian, you know. I'm not going to lie to you, you know, Cedric Benson, you know, he's coming, he decided to come back for his senior year, so, you know, we're going to be loyal to him, and we're going to let him ride it out, but, you know, after that, you know, you can compete for it. I said, okay, I appreciate it. And that was it. I never told him that I wasn't coming. <laughs> I never told him that I wasn't coming, but that made my, that was the decisions that I made based off of that. Wow, that, I, the first time I heard that, all I could think of is Tyler cannot wait to do his <laughs> Mac Brown impression tomorrow. Uh, he is just chomping at the bit. Well, Adrian, you're a great player. We like you, number one overall player. We'll do a two quarterback system, but by God, we'll never do a two <laughs> running back system, especially with you and Cedric Benson in the backfield. Ah, oh, thank God for Mac Brown. Thank God wow. for Mac Brown that he told Adrian Peterson, sorry, we won't let you compete for the starting job because Cedric Benson is coming back. And to be fair, I think Cedric Benson ended up winning the Doak Walker that year in 2004, but I don't care who has the award. Adrian Peterson was a better running back than Cedric Benson in 2004 as a true freshman. Uh, well, wow, what a, what a fumble there by old Mac. Yikes. It's true, but I guess in the grand scheme of things – Texas still won the national championship in 2005. It's true. They had Jamal Charles in 05, and that worked yeah. out okay. Uh, how crazy would that backfield have been oh, with geez. Vince Young and Adrian Peterson? Oh, and, and then Jamal Charles back there, yeah. too. I think he was only a freshman in 05, but he still had a really good year. Um, yeah, well, th I, I just <laughs> – I know that Cedric Benson was their feature back, especially going into his final year, but – like, oh, you played two running backs in 2004? Like, right. Kewan Jones started the year, and he was still getting a decent amount of carries, if I remember correctly. Like, Mac, that's not the way to play it, man. Um, first, you're only as loyal as your options, I guess, in recruiting, especially when it's the number one overall player. But just say yes, Adrian, you can compete, and then have him as your number two back for the entire first year. Yeah, man. well, yeah, you just say – of course you can compete for the starting job. Yeah. I mean, that's what you're doing whenever you're uh, – if he's the number two back in practice, he's competing for the starting job. You don't say no. Now, you don't say we'll hand you the starting job. I, well, sometimes you do. Like say, Looking back on it now, I would have said that to Adrian Peterson, knowing how good of a player right. he was. I, 
I don't know. Maybe I wish this. Maybe I don't. But Heifel told Cam Newton whenever he was here. I guess Cam Newton was locked, loaded, ready to come to Oklahoma. But Heifel told him that he'd have to earn the starting spot, and that was too much for him. He's like, no. Oh, I thought OU just got outbid by Auburn. So it's Heifel's fault, huh, that Cam Newton didn't come here and win a a, a title in a Heisman? Yeah. That's – that's all uh, craziness, I guess. Who knows? I guess that's what Cam said, but I don't know. That's crazy, though, and that was a great story by Adrian. I, I like that he told that. Yeah. That was cool. Zane says, 31 listeners feverishly writing thank you notes to Mac Brown right now. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. 31, all 31 ref listeners are writing thank you notes to Mac Brown. Oh, that's great. <sighs> and then in his first year, his first game against Texas, he breaks off that big run. Uh, down by the goal line for, like, what, close to 50 yards, whatever it was. I'm sure Mac was over there at the sideline saying, dang it, that was a mishap by me. Like, surely he <laughs> thought, uh, yeah, that wasn't a good idea to do it. But you're right, they, they still won the championship. They still won the title in 05. It worked out well for those guys, unfortunately. Was that part of uh... – the post-game speech from Mac Brown apologizing to the team. Yeah, prob- we should have had Adrian. I would have demanded an apology if I was on that team and I knew that story. Yeah. Now, congrats to uh, AD getting inducted into uh, what another Hall of Fame, and he's not done getting inducted into Hall of Fames probably That's anytime right. soon. That is right. Very cool. Yeah, that was big time. Um, man, we had a lot go on over the weekend. Yeah, lot of lot of spring game action to talk about. Uh, Texas spring game was was a big big talking point. Yeah, okay. I guess. I'll have a, we'll just get right into it on that because I think that was one of the bigger storylines around here. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Arch didn't have a good game. Five of thirteen for thirty yards. Is there any chance that that could be the best possible thing that happened to him? I'm not saying I have that take. It's just kind of a random thought about that. I don't know if this dies down massive expectations, but. Maybe people have a more realistic view of the player he is right now. And the player right. that he is right now did not look like the superstar that I think everyone, you know, thought that he was going to be coming into year one at Texas. You know, it's interesting. Um, well, for example, let's just say that same situation happens Saturday. And Jackson Arnold gets some playing time out there, and he's, what, 5 of 13 or, or whatever the numbers were for Arch Manning. 5 of 13 Scram- for 30 yards. That's, uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Scrambling around, inaccurate, you know, not seeing things well. If that's what Jackson Arnold does, people will say here that they knew it all along. He's not any good. He's never going to be any good. Um, it was a mistake to recruit him. They watched him play a couple of games at uh, Geyer against whoever, and he wasn't gonna be a all he take. was cracked up to do. Jeez. Well, that's I know, but that's that would that would or you think will the takes would be that strong, man? Yeah, Dude, we already get we get that same exact take already from and Jackson they Arnold. Even seen him? Yes. I haven't I haven't seen that take on Jackson Arnold yet. I think most people. Yeah, really you start, have. I haven't. It's like the same text that comes in all the time. Hmm. They saw him play against like who they play in the championship. Uh, they played John Tay Cook's team, who's currently at Texas. It wasn't the it wasn't the championship. I think it was the semifinals. Uh, was it DeSoto? Well, maybe is who it was. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, they saw him play. He's not any good. 
whatever. But I, that would be what we hear from, I'm not saying everyone would say that, but that take would be out there and, and we'd have to talk about it. So I, I, this may be one of those where the he has the benefit of having the Manning name and he may not get the typical treatment that most freshmen get where people think that they're only as good as they're ever going to be after the first 15 practices. You know, and totally dismissed, not ever going to be any good, doesn't have it. I, I don't think he's going to get that treatment. And I don't think he should get that treatment. He definitely shouldn't. I, yeah, I, I think he is a – I think he's just a, a typical freshman. He's had a handful of practices. You never know. I, I don't know what all the other guys were doing out there, what group he was rolling with the threes, wasn't he? So, you know, well, it looked like the third string offensive lineman, that's for sure. He had pressure yeah. in his face the entire game. It's just, it's a very small sample size. He's got a live arm. He's athletic enough. I think he's going to be a, a fine quarterback. How good? I don't know. But I, I my takeaway coming away from the Texas spring game doesn't have anything to do with Arch Manning. It doesn't have anything to do with Quinn Ewers. It has to do with Malik Murphy, who 100%. I've been hoping forever that they do not play <laughs> i uh no and I, I don't think that they're going to which is so dumb and i, I made the take last hour what he was nine of 13 for 165 yards one touchdown whatever like what whatever he was on saturday like the same point about arch is the same point for any texas quarterback it was like one spring game but you see the potential and the talent that's there and i i'm still not sold on quinn ewers even though sark says moving forward he's our guy i think they're going to need a backup quarterback at some time they better they better they better do everything they can to keep Malik Murphy on campus. Yeah. And I don't Which, think that they're going to. I think he'll probably be in the portal and go start somewhere, but that kid can play, man. He yeah. can play. You really think he's gonna be a portal guy? I just I think that it's pretty obvious that he's not being given a legitimate chance to start. And I think that he can go start somewhere this year. I think there's a yeah, I think there's a decent chance that he's in the portal. If he wants to play this year, he can go well, find somewhere to play this year as a starter. He's that good. Yeah. 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 Um, boy, I I don't know. I don't know what the overwhelming talk was coming out of Texas' spring game, but, you know, I heard and saw some of those takes out there and people like, quote, tweeting it and laughing at it about how good they were going to be. But I don't know. I didn't think they necessarily looked – all that good. I thought they looked about the same. Yeah. You know, about the same. But would you, like, I guess I'm not expecting a, I, I know this is what Sark's third year now. Um, given what they lost from last year's team, I just don't expect to see a totally different Texas team this year than what we saw last year. I think yeah. the issues that they had last year, which are quarterback and some others, like I. I, I don't know if those have been resolved, and I still feel that's going to be. I, I think that they could be a team that overall is very comparable to what they were last year. Yeah. Well, I, for Texas, and, you know, it, you can say this about Oklahoma as well, um, I think we'll, we'll only be as good as our offensive and defensive lines, you know. And I think we have a chance to have a, a really good offensive line. I think we've got a smaller chance to have 
uh, a really good defensive line, but it's there. You know, we've got some potential. We've got some guys that have some good capabilities. And I'm not necessarily even talking about what it means for winning the Big 12. I'm just talking more on a national, like how good our ce- how high our ceiling actually is. I think we've got some similarities there. Yeah. Uh, okay, text line for the 918. If I remember correctly, I think Baker and Kyler's Heisman winning seasons started with spring games where they went like 4 of 15 for 30 yards. Spring True. games for me are much more valuable for defensive players and guys in the trenches. The quarterback-wide receiver chemistry takes a little longer, plus our defensive backs have been practicing against the same schemes and players all spring long. Yeah, I mean, there's some truth to that. But, you know, Dylan Gabriel hasn't didn't just start throwing to uh, Jalil Farouk and Drake Stoops, um, you know, two and a half, three weeks ago. Right? He's been thrown to those guys – for some time now so there's more chemistry than just what's been developed here over the last you know couple of weeks you know they throw all throughout the offseason I mean there should be more there uh, it's not it's not something that you you totally base what you think the team's going to be in the future but I think you can see if a quarterback's got some playmaking ability if a receiver has some playmaking ability I mean, you can make some type of judgment, but it's not an end-all, be-all. Well, I, I don't know if I'll judge uh, any quarterback negatively if they have to play in the same weather that Kyler Murray played in during his spring game. Well, it kind of looks like <laughs> I, they're going I, I, to. I just pulled, I just pulled it up. Uh, what, 58 looks like it could be the high on Saturday? I'm only seeing a 10% chance of precip, but it sounds like there's like 18-mile-an-hour winds, 10% chance of rain. I feel like I've heard the chance of rain's a little bit higher than 10%. Yeah. Well, but cold and windy is uh, definitely in the forecast. Here's the great thing. Sunday is supposed to be pretty nice. Low wind, mid-60s as a high, um, like right around the time of the game, like between 2.30 and like 5.30, it's going to be in the low 60s with the sun out. And that's on Sunday. So – by the time uh, it all gets here, hopefully whatever was supposed to be here on Sunday hurries its ass up and gets here on Saturday instead. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll, uh, I guess it's, it's probably not super windy out there, but if it's a little bit cold, we can all get ready for the yeah. Provo trip coming up in November. That's right. You know? That's right. Little, exactly little, right. Little uh, preseason uh, spring game for the uh, fans as well, getting Listen, ready for this year. It's not an 11 o'clock kick. It's a 2.30 kick. You can't have everything that you want, okay? <laughs> Seriously. Uh, yeah. Okay, Big Rick at Owasso. One more, then we'll hit a break. What happens at quarterback next year if Ewers doesn't go pro? Who starts at Texas? <laughs> if Ewers doesn't go pro? I don't think Ewers is going pro after this year. He'd have to have a – Might be going pro at the USFL, but not to the NFL. <laughs> I guess you never know what could happen, but because he's got some great talent to throw to, um, Arch Manning would be the quarterback. Yes, I, and and that's one of the things we talked about with this whole situation with Sarkeesian by going all in on the Arch Manning sweepstakes is, I you're backing yourself into a corner, right? If if Arch Manning 
doesn't play or doesn't develop, I mean, your legitimacy as an offensive coach is going to come into question. Yep. And I don't know. Maybe it won't matter by that point if, I mean, how many more eight and fives or seven and fives, whatever it is, is Sark going to be able to pump out there? I mean, I think they're, I think they're somewhat tied to him at this point, you know, because of the Arch Manning thing. Uh, OU just had a player enter into the portal. Uh, second portal player now, Jaden Davis, just put out a uh, graphic. Yeah. Thank you, Sooner Nation, for everything. I'll be entering the transfer portal as a graduate transfer with one year of eligibility remaining. So, there you go. Yeah. Good kid. Good player. Um, wish him all the best. I, I'll say this. The, the corner spot has become pretty competitive. You know, there's some good young players out there competing right now. Um, I hate to see him go. He adds good depth for us. Uh, you know, I thought he was farting. Uh, Whoa. Farting. Is that why he's in the portal? <laughs> he was fighting for the starting job. Uh, man, I really – I messed that one up bad. Yeah. I, I think it is time I for I just wonder what coach uh, is looking for a farter in the portal. You know what I mean? They're out there. They're out there. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hit us on the text line. 651-3439, hanging out at Newcastle Casino today. We'll be back. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network, your home for Sooner fans. March means madness, and madness means I'm on top of the world. It is the rush on the Ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. And you know the text line, Teddy. They won't ever waste an opportunity to throw out a cheap joke at one of our expenses. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> if you heard the slip up last segment, uh, it says, whoever ends up with Jaden Davis is getting a quality player with a lot of gas and afterburner speed. <laughs> Very nice text. Sugar Shane says, I hear we need a long farter and a couple of more fartbackers to add some depth. So... He's got a lot left in his tank. Yeah, uh, yeah nice. Nice job. Yeah. You thought about that whenever the break. 918, I lived in Utah, and it's colder in Oklahoma during the winter than in Utah. The big adjustment they'll need to make is the higher elevation they'll be playing in. I felt like I asked you if that was a big deal or not in Boulder in 03, and you said no. I, I don't remember. I I honestly, I don't remember. i and since I don't remember, that tells me it wasn't a factor, you know. My, I feel like it would be it would stick out if I was sucking air really bad because of the elevation in that football game. But hey, maybe that's why we got off to a slow start. Who knows? Oh, I think you got off to you, you had a decent lead in that game. You just oh. farted around there in the end and almost lost it. Yeah, altitudes. Yeah. <laughs> We can do this all day until 6 p.m. And chances are that that's exactly what we're probably going to do. Yeah, sweet. 405-651-3439, your childish humor. We will read on the text line today. Um, You've been out to practice a few times. For most of us, it'll be the first time seeing this year's team in person. I think you'll understand what I'm asking here. When people show up on Saturday, like just physically – who are some people that people are going to be impressed with seeing them just physically? Like, I, I guess you tend to look at the newcomers on that, but 
maybe there's someone, their body's really changed throughout the offseason. Who are most people going to sit down and say, like, oh, yeah, yeah, he, he, he looks good? Uh, Nick Anderson, 6'4", almost 220 pounds at wide receiver. Just looks incredible in a jersey. Um, I know they've seen him before, but Her- Justin Harrington looks really good. 6'3 plus, 220 plus pounds, runs like a deer. Um, let's see, on the defensive line. Now, the uh, the LeBlanc kid is big. He's tall yeah. and, and big, but, you know, he's got a long way to go. Um, Adebare, he looks pretty good, you know. He... He's got the great link, looks good out on the edge. Uh, I think people will like seeing him. Uh, let's see. I think I think Kobe McKenzie looks really good. That's he's not surprising. Lean, he's leaned up. Uh, is is trim? I think he lost ten plus pounds over the off season. Is moving way better, and I I. Guarantee that he is going. He will light someone up during that. Oh, I think he uh, could be the maybe not the favorite, but in the top three potentially for. I don't know if they do like a player of the game for spring ball, but you know, like amongst us, like in the fans, like who's going to be the most impressive player defensively? Who's going to have the best day? Like I, I think his odds are pretty strong. I think there'll probably be some mess ups in there, but he's one of those guys where he's going to have a wow play. You know, whether it's him absolutely flat back in a running back, um, you know, whenever he's on a blitz or something, there's going to be something he does that has everyone saying, whoa. Um, I, Jackson Arnold, he is, I don't know, for whatever reason, he's bigger than I expected. I, he's, he's not, he's not big. Like at quarterback, you don't. He doesn't have like impressive size, but he's bigger than I expected, and sure. he's and he's quite a bit bigger than Dylan Gabriel. Um, so I think people will be, you know, pleasantly surprised about that. And I'm sure um, from like just a pure arm talent aspect that, again, like the weather good. may not be great. Yeah, but he's he's going. He I'm sure he's going to look re- real good. Um, Caden Green. Looks really good for a newcomer. Uh, offensive line, be playing left tackle probably for the most part. Looks, he's got great size, moves really well. I, I, you know what? He's one of the guys that has quietly had a really, really good spring for a for a a newcomer early arrival to step in and play left tackle. That ain't easy, Well, man. it's been a very under-the-radar spring storyline. Like, I think that we've mentioned, like, hey, Caden Green looks looks good. But that could be a lot more important if something bad happens up there and you got to throw him in in mid to late October, you know? Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I, I think that maybe he continues to make a move and maybe he just forces the issue and they don't have a choice but to play him. But you suffer an injury and you got to throw in a true freshman, I we, we may be – like th- this may be more important than we realize. Yeah. Um, people will will like how Deshaun McCullough looks out there. Is just 
You know, he sticks out. He's six five, and he's playing. You know, bumped out outside the box. You know, it just. You know, he's he's still he's still trying to grasp the position and all that comes with it. But he is um, he's a good looking athlete. Um, and you're just talking like Pachati. Pachati's a big dude now. He's still trying to get the movements down and. You know, mentally, he's swimming out there as well, but he's a big kid. He feels like he's another guy. Uh, I think mentally, Kobe sounds like he's a little bit further along than Phil Pachotti. At least I, I hoped he would be, yeah, you know, given is. the timelines. But Pachotti may be a similar situation on Saturday. We're going to mess up, but got a real chance for a highlight play as well. Yeah, no, I, I think there's a lot of truth to that. He finds the football. Um, I think for the guys that stand out Physically, for the newcomers and guys that we, we don't necessarily know about, I think that's it for the most part. But there's still, like, Peyton Bowen looks really good out there, moves really good, but he's not a he's not an outlier physically. Sure. Um, Josiah Wagner moves really good, plays really good, is, is really competitive, but same thing, he's not an outlier physically. He's kind of – he's just right in the typical mold of, of what you see at corner. Um, you know, the, the early arrivals at running back uh, are really good, really athletic, but, you know, don't have necessarily size that catches your eye at the running back spot. There you I bet go. Tawee Walker catches a bunch of people by I, surprise. Uh, we talked about that last hour. Someone asking, like, what are the chances he looks like the best running back in the spring game again? Well, we'll see how much Sawchuck plays. Like, with Barnes' current situation, I'd – wouldn't guess that he's going to have 12, 15 carries or anything like that. Tommy Walker might have the most carries on Saturday. I wouldn't be shocked about that. So, like, who's going to have the best yeah. day for running backs? I, I probably would guess him at, at this point right now. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, and I didn't mention this. Uh, Andrew Anthony is a, is a newcomer. He's not small. I think he's listed like 6'1", 185 or something like that. But he can go now. So, I, I think – he will impress some people with how well he runs. Uh, okay, Peyton says, I saw a video with Dylan Gabriel standing next to the O-lineman, and they should have put a cease and desist because he looked very short out there. Laughing face emoji. Yeah, well, everyone looks small standing next to uh, our, our offensive line. I'll tell you, they looked the part, man. They got some good size on the offensive line. Um, oh gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Um, uh, Metallier, he looks he looks pretty good. Yeah, is it fair to say just overall as a football team from now to three years ago? And I'm really kind of heavily factoring in defense here. I'm not saying that they're a finished product, but physically, do they look more the part, especially on defense, than they did three years ago or even two years ago? Uh, feels like they yeah. have more guys that like backer. You know, especially and and maybe even edge that. Yeah. All right, like that's what it's supposed to look like there. Well, uh, yeah, definitely a corner. Safety, you know, we've got Key Lawrence is is a pretty big safety. Key Lawrence looks good too. Key Lawrence, he's filled out and, um, you know, has has a has a, a stronger looking physique and he's he's over 
six one. He may be six two or taller. Um, just, like I said, Justin Harrington playing. He's cheetah. Like it's nickel. So a couple of years ago, we had Buki playing the same spot. Like Justin Harrington and Buki look like two different species. I mean, he's Justin Harrington looks like an edge. <laughs> he looks like a. He looks like. Atabare is what he looks like, Jeez. and he's playing cheetah. You know, and he can he can absolutely fly, so like that helps the look a bunch. And yeah, backer we're we're not undersized at all. Stutzman six four, two hundred thirty five plus pounds. Uh, Kanik is you know he's just a touch under two thirty, which is right in the sweet spot, right where you want to be. Six one and a half, six two. Uh, Kobe McKenzie's 240, uh, Pachati's 6'3", 240. So, yeah, we've got some good size at backer. Uh, Harrington listed at 6'3", 215. So, yeah, I'm, sh- yeah. I'm sure that, that does uh, that does look good. Uh, yes, yep. uh, Barbie World was playing in the background. Many on the yes. text line picked up with that. Uh, one more we one need to, to break. Um, we, we should – I don't know if we've got T-shirts or whatever, but that needs to be like a thing that – if you hear it, you text in, and we have some type of giveaway. Well, I think right? I think it should be like Singo. Have you ever played Singo before? Every every no. listener gets a Singo uh, bingo card, and yeah, the songs in the background on Monday when you're at Newcastle Casino, <laughs> someone gets some ref swag if they get a bingo with the Singo. Yeah, I mean it's essentially uh, bingo, but with uh, with with songs nice. to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. One more sooner in Texas. Who do you feel will start opposite of Woody Washington at corner? Now that Jaden Davis is leaving, uh, Gentry Williams the favorite there as of right now. Gosh, I don't even know. Yeah, for those that may just be tuning in, Jaden Davis entered the transfer portal here within just like the last half hour or so. Um, I I think it's a battle. Gentry Williams, Kendall Dolby, Josiah Wagner. I'm sure I'm missing somebody, but I. I'm kind of shocked that he's jumped into the portal, but I I feel really good about our depth at corner right now. I do. I think you so should. Not to say that we're not going to miss him because I think he's a good player, um, and I'm, I'm glad he played here. Wish him all the best, but, you know, they've got some good competition going on at corner right now. All right, keep hitting the text on 651-3439. Quick timeout here from Newcastle. We'll be back. Bringing you the physical, relentless, suffocating coverage of the Sooners you deserve. This is The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. Victory Family Church. It's more than just a church. It's... It is The Rush on The Ref. Tyler McComa, Steady Lane, the text line, 405-651-3439. I guess congratulations are in order to uh, former Sooner Jalen Hurts. Five-year, $255 million extension, $179 million of that is guaranteed. Uh, very, very good day today for, for Jalen Hurts. So congratulations to uh, to that guy. Man. Mm. Big, big good. money. Yeah. I'd say so. And frankly, he's earned it. He's played really well since he's been in the NFL, and admittedly, I didn't think that he was going to be a bad quarterback in the NFL, but I did not think it was going to go the way that it has gone for him. He's been excellent. 
Uh, yeah, he's been he's been arguably the most successful former OU quarterback in the NFL, right? Leading his team all the way to a Super Bowl. I mean, we had this conversation in the playoffs last year. I don't know that there's really anyone that's even close. May not there? be. I may not be, man. I, I think we tried to find someone who was close, but may, and not only reaching the Super Bowl, he played well in the Super Bowl. I mean, his team lost, but Jalen Hurts actually still played a very, very good game. He had the yeah. fumble, um, but outside that, he was he was really good in that game. Here are uh, some spring attendance numbers uh, numbers from this past weekend. Ohio State had 75,122 at their spring game. Penn State at 68K. Tennessee just over 58K. Georgia had 54,000. South Carolina had 51,000. Clemson had 50,000. USC had 33. Florida State had 33. Well, I'll just tell you by the pictures I saw, USC did not have 33,000. Georgia did not have, would that say 50,000? 54. 54. They, they did not have 54,000. Um, how big is Georgia's stadium? Uh, they've expanded it in the past 10 years, I think. It's close to 90K. Okay, 90K. Well, even if it was 100,000. If it was a 100,000-seat stadium and they had 54,000 people in there, there would be every other seat in the entire place would be full. It's not anywhere close to that. It's like maybe one in every five seats is full, but probably not even that. It's almost as if, if like if you're under sixty five thousand, maybe sixty thousand, but right there in that sixty sixty five thousand range. If you're under than that, teams tend to add about five to ten more thousand fans that were actually there. Or but more. if you're sixty or over, you're just kind of like, yeah, yeah, we'll just call it how it is. We we won't add any more. Who was the who was it number one? Did you say Ohio State had seventy five thousand one twenty two. Okay, and I didn't see pictures of their stadium, but we had 70,000, and I know our stadium holds 83, but we had 70,000, 70,000 people is a massive amount of people, and I, you can just tell whenever a stadium is close to, to being full, or, you know, yeah, has like a, last has year, a, I th- he was legit at OU. Yeah, yeah. That, there's there's no way Georgia's number is anywhere close to being correct. Uh, text line, USC did not have 33K, more like 23K. That's uh, from the 310. Sam and Edmund, USC couldn't get 33,000 to a home playoff game, much less the spring game. Looked about it half of like that. It looked like they didn't sell tickets to like two-thirds of the entire stadium, right? It was empty. Completely. I should have done something where if you buy a ticket to the NASCAR event a few weeks ago, you also get a free ticket to the spring. Hey, maybe they did do that. Maybe. And still nobody showed up, but it's not. I mean, it's it's funny and I like to make fun of it, too. It's also not surprising whatsoever that USC didn't have a lot of people at their spring game. Right. That doesn't that does not shock me. Well, I mean, it's it's not surprising that. Most people are not going to get a lot of people at the spring game. And I don't think it is. I, I think it's it, it says a lot if you do have a bunch of people at your spring game. But I don't think it says a lot about you if you don't, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm, I think I'm fine with that. 
You're saying he doesn't necessarily like if OU has forty thousand at the spring game this weekend, and it's a legit right. forty thousand, which I mean it would rank or do better than a lot of these attendance numbers I just read off. Um, but you don't think that means OU's a bad or a fickle fan no. base? No, uh, it's it's in a time of the year where most people aren't thinking football. It's a time of the year where I, a ton of people have other obligations like in the fall fans build their build their fall around football you know spring is kids baseball games and soccer games and volleyball games and all kinds of different extracurriculars going on i know that happens in the fall too but um just it's it's a little bit different so i all those teams have great fan bases. Uh, USC should have given out free nail polish with every ticket purchase, says a text hey. from the 318s. Most of their fans were shopping, says Drew, in Flower Mounds. Uh, here, here's a serious one. Those were funny, by the way. Hey, guys, sorry if I missed it, but what do we know about the team's makeup for Saturday? Going to be DG starting for both with some late-game Jackson Arnold? Ooh. Feel like DG versus JFA is a no-win move. I honestly have no idea. They drafted last year, correct? That's how they they did it. They drafted teams? Last year, yes. I would guess Uh, it's the same format, like an actual game format. Um, This was interesting. I heard um, Matt Rule talk about what they're going to do for Nebraska on Saturday, and he is instituting like the new clock rules that are going to be going on in college football in their spring game to try try to get accustomed to it. Get used to it. Which makes a lot of sense, actually. I haven't heard much about what what their spring has looked like up there, how it's gone. Um, but that'll be that'll be interesting to see. What the, I bet that place has oh yeah seventy thousand oh, yeah. people. Yeah, legitimately seventy thousand too. I I would expect I haven't heard anything um, definite, but I, I very similar as to what it was last year. The format. The only question is, is Brent going to talk for forty five minutes at halftime like he did last year? Probably. Maybe. Maybe not. I mean, I don't have an issue with it if he does. It got everyone all pumped up last year. Just that was a big part of the spring game a year ago and why it lasted a lot longer than what uh, spring games normally last around here. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. And it's probably about time we start hearing some of that stuff, right? I would imagine. Uh, well, it is, it is uh, spring game week. Yeah, I, I would say that that's fair. 918, I continue to get killed for this. It's fine. We all know Tyler and the rest of the rich people will be there in the cushy south end zone because it's covered. I did buy south end zone seats on Friday. That did happen, so I will be there. Yeah, that's right. Forgot. You'll be over there with the rich folks. Everyone from Edmond buys uh, their south end zone tickets. And you know what? Judging by the weather forecast, I'm looking kind of smart getting seats over there. I hope the wind Soft, yes. Smart, yes. Out of the north, and it's pounding you right in the face the entire game. I would expect nothing less from you. I know exactly that's what you're hoping for. There's no sarcasm in that whatsoever. Uh, well, the only I, like it's only not true because I hope there's zero wind, and it's really nice. But if there's wind, yeah, that's that's actually what I hope. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number one next. Bringing you the physical, relentless, suffocating coverage of the Sooners you deserve. This is the Ref, the home of Sooner fans. 
Your Buick Quest begins here at Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in Orino. Get up to $3,800 off on a new 2023 Buick Envision. Must own a 2009 or newer non-General Motors car, truck, or SUV. And remember, no one outpeats us the hunt. Cavens Group, bringing you this hour of The Rush. Check them out, cavensgroup.com, especially if you have an emergency repair. Cavens Group, they're on call 24-7. I thought this was a really cool uh, college football story from over the weekend. Urban Meyer said that he had a coach whose only job on staff was to watch Michigan year-round. Like, watch their games, know what's going on with their recruiting, like basically be – a Michigan insider from Columbus, Ohio. You have your offensive coordinator, your defensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach, and your director of beating Michigan, essentially. Urban yeah. Meyer was 7-0 and against that team up north. Um, I, I don't know how many other college football programs do this, but it worked out okay for Urban Meyer, that's for sure. I, I, I totally understand it. All right? Every move that they make, know about it, have an answer to it, have a have a spin on what you're saying to recruits and to media about it. I I think it's smart, honestly. Um, it's it's the Cold War, right? It's the United States yeah. and and Russia, like two superpowers uh, going back and forth against one another nonstop. And you know that's. So Ohio State had a coach with uh, multiple wigs and different mustaches and going up to Ann Arbor to snoop around and find out things? Yeah, and one of those weird, tall uh, fur hats. Yeah. yeah. We're watching the Americans right now at our house, so this really – it's a great comparison. Really hit ah, home for nice. me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I think – I don't know how many different teams do that. I – Does OU need a director beating Kansas State after the past few <sighs> years? Do you want to sign up for that job? Man, do they ever. I I think that that would be uh, – I would probably assign everyone on staff to one team. Like, everyone has their own team that they need to be totally up to date with absolutely everything that's going on with that school. The Kansas State one would be easy, man. Uh, yeah, they got a two-star this weekend, a uh, three-star kid. They, they got a JUCO kid. I mean, they're currently like 64th in recruiting, but we think they're going to be pretty good again this year. They're going to be top right. physical. What's going on in Manhattan? What's what's Kansas State doing? Uh, nothing. They had a four-and-a-half-hour special teams practice. That's it. <laughs> Seriously. That's it. <laughs> All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two is next. Oh, no. 